Pastor Chooks, along with his wife, Pastor Toyin, are the lead pastors of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Through them, God is raising an army of ordinary men and women who are transforming and uplifting the standard of life in their communities through understanding and applying biblical principles. Pastor Chooks and Pastor Toyin frequently host workshops, seminars and conferences for transformation and uplifting of the complete man, complete woman and wholesome families. Some of the events and programs include the Dream Achievers Seminars and Conferences, Kingdom Financiers Conferences, Marriage Enrichment Courses and Seminars, For Wives Only Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camps, Limitless Men's Seminars, They are also the founders of the Power of Women Academy, a group mentorship for high-impact women. They also host the annual Power of Women conferences and events. For more information, please visit www.idelight.co.za and www.reslife.org.za or WhatsApp plus 27814210835. Good evening. Welcome. It's another Friday evening where we hang out and talk relationships. It's thank God it's Friday. Welcome to, to the uh, broadcast tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are excited about the things that the Lord is doing, the testimonies we are getting, uh, the feedback we are getting. Awesome, awesome. Um, I want to encourage you, if you are joining us for the first time, this is Friday evening. We share on relationships, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you are engaged, yet to be engaged. Um, anybody uh, who is a human being does relationships, whether it's romantic relationships, work relationships, mentorship relationships. It's all everything about relationships. We, we talk about relationships on Fridays. That's what Thank God is Friday is about. Please help us to share uh, the link to this uh, video to uh, your circle of influence. Everybody needs to learn a, a thing or two about relationships. This evening, we are continuing on uh, the subject that we started last, last Friday. We did Building High Impact Relationships, Part 1, last Friday. So today will be Part 2, Building High Impact Relationships, Part 2. That's where we are. All right, let me do some bit of recap. Last week, we defined um, uh, a high-impact relationship. And what did we say? We said a high-impact relationship is a mutually beneficial relationship that delivers high-potency value that aids the people in the relationship to achieve their critical success goals. In other words, it's a relationship between two people, and it's mutually beneficial to the two of them, but this relationship is so important because it helps each one of them deliver high potency value towards their critical success goals so so whatever the success goals are on both sides the relationship helps them to achieve it so it's a mutually beneficial relationship and 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 we said the high impact relationships are relationships that serve divine purpose the relationship that god uses to impart his purposes in in those relationships and and it can it's a relationship through which the grace of god flows the power of god flows the wisdom of god flows the help of god flows so so god uses high impact relationships and and, and we we talking about that and we said that when god wants to change your life 
He brings a high-impact relationship to you. When God wants to do something phenomenal for you, he brings a high-impact relationship. And we are trying to learn how do we build these relationships? How do we nurture them? How do we identify them so that we can give the, the relationship nutrients uh, so that the relationship can grow and blossom, then grace can flow maximally. Because if God wants to do something in a re, uh, through a relationship and we identify that relationship early, that this is a, a potential high-impact relationship and begin to, and begin to um, build into it and pour into it, then we can cooperate with God to do what God wants to do. We can cooperate with God because we know what God wants to do and we can, you know, um, um, uh, come alongside with him. All right. A, a number of things we said last week. I do not want to repeat the, 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 the teaching from last week. I just want to uh, carry on from there. If you didn't listen, or even if you listened, it will pay you to go back to our YouTube channel and find that teaching and listen to it. It was really, really powerful. It was really powerful. One of the things that we said last week, and I want to start from there today, is that the devil is also interested in high-impact relationship. Listen, if, if God flows grace, if power flows through high-impact relationship, if divine purpose is achieved through high-impact relationship, it's key, it's, it, then it's a, it's a no-brainer that Satan will like to attack any high impact relationship relationships are supposed to bring healing bring you know deliverance bring instruction bring mentorship bring growth satan will want to attack it so that what god wants to do will be frustrated because the enemy of god satan wants to frustrate anything that god wants to do in your life satan is actually angry that god loves you the much the way he loves you so anything that god does to express his love because Another way to look at high-impact relationships, they are relationships through which the love of God flows. Because with the love of God flows healing. With the love of God flows provision. With the love of God flows insight, illumination, understanding, instruction. The love of God, with the love of God flows the grace of God. So, a, a, a high-impact relationship is a relationship through which the love of God flows. And anywhere the love of God flows, Satan gets involved. <laughs> Satan doesn't want the love of God to flow. Satan doesn't want the life of God to flow. Satan doesn't want the, the light of God to flow. Illumination and insight. He doesn't want light to flow because he is darkness. So, so Satan hates high-impact relationships. And he wants to destroy them with, uh, at the slightest opportunity that he gets. He wants to mess them up. So it's your, it's your responsibility to defend those relationships against satanic assaults. Because if Satan impacts the relationship, then what God wants to do is frustrated. The bondage that God wants to break through that relationship will not be broken. The healing that God wants to bring through that relationship will not come. The growth and increase that God wants to bring to that relationship, it will not happen. And we saw examples in the Bible where, you know, Satan attacked high-impact relationship. The relationship between Adam and Eve was a high-impact relationship. And, and I want to say this, that this is the same thing for every marriage. Marriages are supposed to be high-impact relationship because the man and his wife are supposed to help each other become like Christ. The man and his wife are supposed to help each other. You see, the reason why you came together as husband and wife is so that both of you can help each other conform to the image of Christ. Christ is the highest potential that anybody can attain. 
So your husband came into your life, your wife came into your life to help you become Christ. To help you become more like Christ. In fact, to help you attain the Christ stature. So, so marriage is supposed to be a high-impact relationship. Look at Adam and Eve. It was supposed to be a high-impact relationship. But what happened there? The enemy stepped in. The enemy, you know, messed up that relationship. Before you know it, there was trouble. They lost their home. They lost their destiny. They lost the plan of God for their lives. And when they had children, and their children grew up, one ended up killing the other. Can you see? So, so the, 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 the entrance of the enemy into the first family messed up the first high-impact relationship that God for me, uh, you know, that the God established. The first high-impact relationship that God established, which was the relationship between Adam and Eve. The first human relationship was a high-impact relationship, and Satan messed it up. And I'm telling you, Satan is still in the business of messing up high-impact relationships. That's why you need to look after your marriage. That's why you need to look after your spouse. That's why you need to look after the spiritual well-being of your spouse, the physical well-being of your spouse, the emotional well-being of your spouse. You need to pay attention and, and see when, when things are not going well and help them because the, the devil wants to destroy that relationship. It's so important that you understand it and you are sensitive and help them. There are some fights that you shouldn't be picking. Because those fights are nothing but the enemy trying to clog the pipes so that grace is not flowing, so that help is not flowing, so that high impact a, a potency, high impact value is not flowing. Because once the pipe is clogged up, nothing flows anymore. And the relationship is you know, it's, it's, it's as good as dead. It's like a carcass. Nothing is flowing. And there are many people whose marriages have become like carcass. Uh, and, and nothing is flowing because Satan had just clogged it, clogged it so much. And what is happening? The people in the marriage aided the devil, aided the devil to clog it. No, don't, don't go labor with the devil. Don't, no, no, you're not an agent of the devil. Don't walk with the devil. Just walk with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk about that. You know, I, I, and again, I'm, uh, Marriage is not the only high-impact relationship. Mentorship relationships are high-impact relationships. Friendship relationships are high-impact relationships. Like the relationship between David and Jonathan was a high-impact relationship. The relationship between two cousins, Mary and Elizabeth, was a high-impact relationship. So, so there are those key relationships. And, and God, God, you know, somehow would send a signal to people so that they know that this, high, this is a high-impact relationship. I want to do something through this relationship. Remember when an angel came to Mary and told Mary, you are going to conceive, you are going to fall pregnant and, uh, without uh, the normal way that people fall pregnant. You are going to fall pregnant and, and the child that you are going to conceive is a holy child and, and this child has divine, divine purpose and divine mandate. And then after the angel told her that, the angel knew that she was going to go through a difficult season. How do you conceive without being married? How do you conceive without sexual intercourse? So what did the angel do? The angel said to her, your cousin Elizabeth is also going through something similar. She's conceived and she's carrying a baby that has a divine mandate and, and so on and so forth. And basically, you know, go and connect with her and stay with her and because you need her support at this time. Because what you are going through only a woman who is going through what you're going through will understand it and be able to 
offer you emotional support at this time. And guess what? Immediately after the angel left, Mary went to Elizabeth's house. And Elizabeth welcomed Mary. And when Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, the Bible said the baby in her womb leaped. That's one of the things that you know about high-impact relationship. There is a confirmation in your spirit. The dream God has put inside of you, the vision God has put inside of you, is impacted when you connect with the frequency of the person who is supposed to be in a high-impact relationship with you. There's something that nudges you. There's something that connects with you. There's something that pushes you. Your, your, your dream is, is, is ministered to. Your dream is spoken to. That person touches you in a deep place. And you're supposed to connect and make sure that relationship is nourished. Unfortunately, believers who are not aware of the things I'm teaching today, who are not aware of this wisdom, they, they, they downplay or they, they lightly esteem high-impact relationships. So they are not nourishing it. They are not nurturing it. So it's not growing. So grace is not flowing. What God wants to do is not happening. Do you know that every good thing that God is going to do in your life is going to bring people to bring them there. He's going to bring high-impact relationships. See, if your life is not moving, hear this. If your life is not moving at the space, at the pace and the speed with which it's supposed to be moving, if there are some things that are not happening, there are some high-impact relationships you missed. You, are not, you didn't recognize those relationships to grow them. You didn't connect with them. And, and you ended up, you know, um, compromising those relationships and what God is supposed to flow through those relationships is not flowing there are people that God has brought into your life and they are high impact relationships but Satan stepped in there and corrupted the relationship, corrupted it the relationship was not supposed to become sexual it was supposed to become it was also supposed to be a, a brother sister relationship where this person you know helps you achieve destiny fulfill god's plan you help them and so on and so forth but you allow the flesh to step in and before you knew it you got sexually compromised this relationship was not supposed to be a marriage relationship it was supposed to be a relationship that where high potency value divine value was supposed to exchange in the relationship but because you are not wise, because you, you are not disciplined, you allowed, you know, emotions and sexual per perversion to enter into the relationship, and now it's corrupted. Grace cannot flow again because the water has been messed up. Well, today, I want to I want to bring healing. I want to bring restoration. If there is any such relationship in your life that you suspect that this would have been a divine high-impact relationship that God set up, but we corrupted it, I want to speak a cleansing. I want to speak a cleansing right now in that relationship in the name of Jesus. There are relationships that God brought and their high-impact relationship because of immaturity. You did not recognize that this was, and the devil came in, and he brought mistrust, and he brought, you know, um, anger, and he brought unforgiveness, and he brought offenses, and he brought offenses, and offenses corrupted the relationship, so the relationship is no longer strong. And you don't understand that you are supposed to go and fix the relationship and take out and the devil tells you no it's okay let them be where they are let me be where i am it's not by force listen if it was a high impact relationship ordained by god and the devil messed it up it's your responsibility to recover what the devil messed up you can't leave it messed up for this purpose was the son of god made manifest that he might undo the works of the devil every work of the devil needs to be undone so if Satan spoiled it, we need to undo it. 
That's why Jesus came. So you can't say let it be. Just let it be. Leave it like that. No. There was a reason why it, it was initiated by God in the first place. And divine purpose will be carried out. It's our responsibility to make sure that we fix what is not working. If things have gone wrong, we need to fix it. We need to fix it. We have to take responsibility and take steps to fix what has gone wrong. Don't let the relationship lie there and say, mm -mm, it's okay, it's not by force to relate. If God had a purpose, it's your responsibility to, to find the fire of God's purposes. It's your responsibility. So you ask yourself a question, what did I, how did I contribute to, for what went wrong? In what way did my immaturity contribute to the, to the shriveling of this relationship? This relationship is no longer strong. What, how did I contribute and then you retrace your steps to fix it. You see, the, the grace flowed to you. How do you know that this was a divine grace flowed to you? Certain things happened in your life when this person was there. Certain blessings, certain, you know, um, 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 impartations, certain things. God used this person to bless you. God used this person to increase you. And, and, and now the relationship is stale. You are not supposed to allow it to be stale. You're not supposed to allow it to be stale. Listen, what God does is forever. And can I tell you something about God and relationships? God is a relationship God. This is the reason why in the whole of the New Testament, you find, you find references to protocol, divine protocol, given in the word of God, on how we are supposed to fix relationships. Reason, God doesn't want relationships to shrivel. God doesn't want relationships to shrivel. So don't tell me, uh, maybe the season for that relationship is over. No, there's nothing like that. If it was God, then God had, you know, something that he wants to do. And it can't be that, oh yeah, you know, the relationship was supposed to be for, you know, uh, for, for, for now and after it's, it, the relationship is dead. No. That it was a high-impact relationship. I'm not saying seasons don't change. But if it's a high-impact relationship and God used it, God wants to use it some more. And, and this is the reason why he says, if you find out... If you sense that your brother has something against you, not you having against your brother, that your brother is not happy with you, your sister is not happy with you, Bible says, leave your gift at the altar. Leave your gift at the altar and go and make peace. Go and make peace. Why? Relationship is so important to God. Go and make peace so that grace can flow once again. Listen, God is God because of relationships. See, God is God. See, God introduced himself to us as Father. There's Son. There's Holy Spirit. They are one. It's relationship. And we are made in his image. And that relationship between God, the Father, God, the Son, and, uh, and God, the Holy Spirit, is an eternal relationship. What does he say? If God started it, God wants it to be sustained. So, so and, and guess what? Because when we get to heaven, we are going to continue in an eternal family bond relationship and god said let it be on earth as it is in heaven so god wants that family bond those you know beautiful relationships to continue on earth so i don't believe this thing where people say more oh, the relationship was for a season no no maybe a, an assignment maybe for a season but the relationship is supposed to be because if they are children of god you are a child of god the relationship is supposed to carry on till eternity 
It's supposed to carry on till eternity. Yes, the seasons may change. Yes, the, some of the projects or assignment, the relationship is supposed to carry out may change, but the relationship is not supposed to be damaged. The relationship is not supposed to be damaged. Uh, but, 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 so, so the enemy wants that. So, so when relationships are, are impacted by the enemy, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? So let me, let me touch on that today. See, one of the things that, that maintains and builds high-impact relationship is the, is the word trust. Trust is everything. Trust is what builds high-impact relationship. And this is what the enemy wants to destroy, trust. So Satan is fighting to poison trust. That's what he's trying to do. So understand it. To fight and poison trust. So this is why you must do everything to defend trust, to protect trust in the relationship. What do I do to make sure that this person keeps on trusting me? What do I do to make sure that I am trustworthy? I am trustworthy. I am worthy of being trusted. What do I do? That's the question you need to ask yourself in every high-impact relationship that God has set up. How do I make this person trust me more? How do I grow the trust level in this relationship? So, does it, 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 it visiting and spending time with them, you know, every week, does that help grow trust? If it does, then you must do that. Speaking the truth and telling them, being transparent with them, does that build trust? Then you must do that. Phoning them and checking up on them and finding out how they are doing, does that build trust? Then you must do that. Um, 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 being sensitive to their needs and, and being available to be used by God to meet their needs, does that build trust? Then you must do that. So you have to ask yourself that question. How do I build trust? How do I make trust get better? When, when you ask those kind of questions, see, this is what happens when you are wise. When you understand these things that you're wise. Okay, this is a high-impact relationship that God has brought to me. And, and you are wise. So you start asking that question. How do I get this person to trust me more? How do I build this trust? How do I, you know, um, um, increase the trust? What are the things that I need to do? Practical things that I need to do to make them trust me more. How do I let them know that I am for them? That I care about them? That I, that I, I carry their, their best interest as hearts? Because they only trust me when they know that I carry their best interest at heart. So being attentive... To their needs you don't have to wait for them to ask for you to do something you know oh yes I, I, you picked it up that they have a need in this area you go ahead and meet that need that's how you build trust how do you how do you um, um, get them to trust you do things that do not um, take away from the trust that is already there so communicate often Communicate regularly. Show them that I actually am interested in making you trust me more. So, so when they have needs, when they have issues that they are struggling with, you're paying attention. You're praying for them. You are feeding you know, uh, um, um, the relationship in the spirit. And you are doing practical things. You are looking out for them. People trust you when they know that you are, you are concerned for them that you care about their best interest do not allow a high impact relationship become one-sided the moment it becomes one-sided 
the trust begins to go down. Because the, person, the other person begins to feel cheated, the other person begins to feel um, taken advantage of, the other person begins to feel um, uh, taken for granted. Then trust begins to go down. But the higher the trust, the stronger the relationship. See, any relationship that is um, important to you, the relationship is strong because trust is high. When the, when the trust is weak, the relationship is weak. So whether it's a relationship between a father and a child or a mother and a child, the strength of the relationship is determined by the trust levels there. So how do I get this child to trust me? How do I get my mom to trust me more? How do I get them to you know, um, uh, uh, increase their trust level? Those are the questions you're not supposed to be asking in a high-impact relationship. So what, of the, what, what, what does the devil do to destroy high-impact relationships? He sows the seeds of betrayal. He, he allows unresolved issues. This is the reason why the Bible says, do not allow the anger, the, the sun to go down on your anger. No. Try and resolve issues. Don't, don't allow malice to build. Don't allow ill feelings to build because it depletes trust. And once trust is depleted, you know, the grace cannot flow. Look at relationship like a pipe. A relationship like a pipe. So between you and this person is a big pipe or is a pipe now this pipe can become bigger and it can become thicker all right so we're talking about the size of the pipe and the thickness of the pipe just work with me here a relationship is strong because the pipe is big a relationship is strong because the pipe is thick so there is the size of the pipe and the thickness of the pipe when the the trust levels are high the relationship is the pipe thickness is higher meaning it can take high pressure things and you'll be able to handle it the thicker the pipe the more the higher the pressure that can flow through the pipe i'm, I'm just using uh, uh fluid fluid mechanics to explain something i'm just coming from an engineering background forgive me but the, the thicker the pipe the stronger the and the higher the pressure that can be processed through the pipe so if a relationship is very thin walled, anything that puts pressure on it, it busts. And there's fighting, and you know, the relationship is strained because the pipe is thicker. So, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to wear down the thickness of the pipe. He wants to wear it down. He's working at it to wear down the thickness of your pipe. You need to say no and build the thickness of the pipe of your relationship. And that's why but what you do by increasing trust. Trust builds the thickness. So there are some things that happen in the relationship because trust is high. Somebody can overlook it. Somebody can, you know, just give them because the pipe is thick. But when the pipe begins to wear down and 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 the thickness begins to go down, then you know, small things create, you know, up upheaval. Small things, you know, it, it happens in marriages a lot. See, when you find out that you and your spouse are now fighting, small things. You, why did you put this key here? Then it becomes a big fight. Why did you forget to lock the gate? It becomes a big fight. Why did you not make food for me? It becomes a, you know, everything just explodes. Why couldn't you just take that thing out of the fridge? It becomes a big, what is happening there? The enemy has been working on the pipe thickness and the thickness has become very, very um, little. And that's why all of these things are happening. So what do you do? You need to become intentional. See, in high-impact relationship, intentionality is everything. You have to become intentional to rebuild the thickness of your pipe. When you notice that, 
that that nerves are easily you know um um um, um frayed you know every small thing just escalates small things just becomes then you just what you need to do you have to become intentional what do we need to do husband wife what do we need to do friends brothers what do we need to do then what you begin to do it you can have a a conversation about it we are I, I sense now that we, we really need to talk. We are getting on each other's throats. We are fighting so often. We are fighting about small things. And I can see you are frustrated with me. I can see you are not happy with me. Can, what can we do? And you talk about it. This is, the, the sort of the reason could be that there is unforgiveness. There are unresolved issues that are not resolved. And you are carrying those issues in your heart. And those, those are the things why you lose your patience so easily. You get irritable so easily. So what do you do? You need to resolve those issues. Sometimes you just need to you know, deal with them in the presence of God. Just say, God, help me. Help me forgive. Help me resolve these issues. And then deal with them. Because remember what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is giving before. You're giving before. So, so it's, you know, somebody says, only when they apologize, I'll forgive. No, you're not, you don't understand forgiveness. Forgiveness does not need you to receive apology from them for you to forgive. You forgive them before they even know they offended you. Isn't it what God did for us? He said, while we're yet in our sin, God commanded his love towards us that while we're yet in our sin, Christ died for us. He forgave us even before we knew we were sinning against him. And, and that's what you're supposed to do. So forgive that offense. Process it. Go take it before God and process it. See, the bitterness you're carrying is not even helping you. It's wearing you down. It's affecting your relationship with God. Because there is no way you're going to be bitter. And you tell me you're hearing from God. And your relationship... No. No. God said, if, if you have something... In fact, if your brother has something... He said, leave, leave your prayer. Leave what you brought. Leave your offering. At the, at the altar and go and sort it out. It's not even to talk of when you have something against them. Bible says, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. Romans chapter 12. By the way, that, that's a very powerful chapter on relationships and Romans chapter 14 as well. So, so I want you to, you know, think about it. If you and your sister or you and your brother are now getting on each other's nerves so easily, this relationship, you and your friend, you know, you and your husband, you and your wife, you are getting on each other so easily. You know, nerves are, are easily, you know, frayed and things just escalate. Something is, is, is wrong. Try and fix it. Try and fix it. Go process it in the presence of God. Find out why am I angry? Why am I resentful? What is making me? And then process it. Forgive this person even before they, they ask. In fact, I found out that it's better to forgive. Sort it out before you even have the conversation. Because when you're trying to have the conversation and you're still angry, guess what? The conversation degenerates. The, 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 the talk degenerates and it ends up in more fights. But when you have already forgiven and you're having the conversation, you're not coming with bitterness. You're not coming with punches. You, you didn't come to throw punches. No, you came for reconciliation. And reconciliation will happen because you've already reconciled in your heart. Relationships are built by faith. It's built by the principles of faith. So if you haven't forgiven... And then you think it's the talk that will make you forgive. No, the talk will not make you forgive. Because you are angry and you're bitter, the talk will only make things get worse. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to forgive first. Process it in the presence of God. Forgive them by faith. Forgive them. Ask God to help you not to be angry, not to be bitter. Once you process your bitterness, process your anger, then you can have the talk. 
In fact, I was taught this principle um, as a young believer. Before you ever go to have those kind of talks in relationships with somebody, make sure you've prayed about it. You know, that means process it. Yeah, process it and, 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 and be at peace. Then you can go have that talk. And then the talk will be meaningful. The talk will produce the result. Yeah, have you been in a, a situation where you went to have a talk and at the end of the, <laughs> the time of the talk, the relationship is even more strained? There's even more, more strain. Everybody's angry. There's even more bitterness. That's because the reason, the bitterness was not resolved first before the talk. All right. So sustaining high-impact relationships requires forgiveness, requires tolerance. You know, it's not everything that you even talk about. Some things you just process it and let it slide. It's not everything. Ah, we need to talk. Ah, you, everything you bring to... No, some things you just forgive it and let it slide. You process it and forgive it. And wait for an opportunity where you can communicate it without anger, without high emotions around it, so that this person understands that this thing does not really sit well with you. But because when you communicate it in the right way, they will get it in the right spirit with which you have communicated. It won't be like you're pointing at fig accusing fingers, or you're attacking, or you're slamming them, or you're punching them. No. You're actually only communicating how it is hurting you, and how you would rather you know, they treat you. Because you are, not, you are not, you know, bitter or angry about it, you're able to communicate it. So, so a lot of this stuff, it's something you process. That's why you have to pray for your high-impact relationship partner. Whether it's a marriage relationship, whether it's a work relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's, you know, even your siblings, if they are high-impact for you, you need to process, you know, whatever in prayer. You need to pray about the relationship. All right, so forgive issues, you know, res resolve issues, and be aware that the enemy wants to sow evil seeds, evil seeds that mess things up. So, so do not allow that to happen. Hallelujah. I, I think I'm going to continue this next week because I still got stuff that I, I haven't, you know, dealt with. I, I still have stuff. So I'm going, to, I'm going to finish it next week. All right. I think my time is up. Let me, let me, you know, round up for today. I hope you got something. I hope you got something. God wants to heal relationships that are sick, relationships that are affected. God wants to heal it. Why are you angry? Why process that anger before the Lord? Don't allow the bitterness build up and because it's not affecting, it's not helping the relationship. Remember the illustration, the thickness of the pipe. It's important for that pipe to be very thick so that it can take high pressure. But also, it's better that the pipe is also big. The bigger the pipe, the more grace can flow through it. And what do you do to make the pipe bigger? Anything that makes the person feel good about the relationship makes it bigger, makes the pipe bigger. Those are the things you're supposed to invest in. Invest time, invest money, buy them gifts, write them notes. You know, find time to appreciate them. Find time to send affirmation. I really appreciate you. I, f I appreciate what you're doing for me. I appreciate the way you look out for me. I appreciate you. In fact, today, I just want to tell you that I love you. Not because of anything you have done. I just, there's nothing you, it, it's not our anniversary. It's not anything. I just want to say I appreciate you. I, 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 I love who you are in my life. Those are the things that make the relationship go, the pipe get bigger. 
Send those appreciations. Send those affirmations. Sit down today and make an inventory of all the people in your life. Identify this, what relationship are supposed to be high impact. Evaluate them. Make an audit. I'm going to talk about that next week. You know, auditing those relationships and seeing how are they performing. Is grace flowing freely or there's been a constriction in the pipe? And what can I do to unclog the pipe so that grace can start flowing? See, when you understand this wisdom and understand these things, you are able to make the relationship what God wants it to be. And grace can flow powerfully. And, and, and God will be glorified because the hypothesis value God originally designed, originally desired rather, for this relationship is now flowing freely. And the kingdom is being built. And the purposes of God is happening. God bless you. God bless you. I'm done for today. Let me pray for somebody who is needing help to fix a high-impact relationship that the Satan had impacted negatively on. I want to pray for you. L lift your hands before the Lord. Father, thank you for giving me grace to share wisdom today on how to build, maintain, sustain high-impact relationships. Lord, you are a relationship God and you want your people to learn how to build and maintain relationships. For somebody here whose heart is telling them that some high impact, important relationship is not what they're supposed to be and, and they, they want to do something to fix it, to rectify what has gone wrong. Lord, I pray for wisdom for them today. I pray for guidance, supernatural assistance. God, the same way that you have sustained your relationship with the Father, with, I mean the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And there has never been one strife. There has never been one disagreement. Lord, that same wisdom that exists between the three persons in the one God, let that wisdom seep down to your children today. Guide them, help them fix strange relationships. Relationship between mother and father. Relationship between daughter and father. Relationship between friends, brother and sister in the Lord. Be between husband and wife. Between mentor and protege. Between spiritual father and spiritual son. Between spiritual father and spiritual daughter. Between spiritual daughter and spiritual son. Between spiritual mother and spiritual daughter. Those relationships through which grace and high potency value is supposed to transpire. Lord, I pray for wisdom today that people will know how to, you know, service those relationships and fix whatever that is not right and begin to grow the size of the relationship and the thickness of the pipe that they will understand these two dynamics. Lord, thank you for your wisdom as we continue with this uh, conversation next week. God, I give you praise for the weekend. I thank you. Your people are going to have an awesome time this weekend. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody said a big amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. I'm done. I'll see you next week, Friday. If you do need prayers and didn't need counsel, that's the number on the screen, plus 27814210835. Contact us, and we will be happy to assist you in whatever way we can. Good night. God bless you. See you next Friday for another edition of Thank God is Friday. Blessings. Single Ladies Boot Camp is a program for single ladies from all ages and backgrounds run by Pastor Chooks and Toy Nogoye. Many unmarried women are frustrated, either sitting on the singles bench or struggling in difficult relationships. Why the vicious cycle? Are relationships supposed to be frustrating, painful, 
hurtful, often going nowhere for years. Women start questioning the existence of good men and of love itself. Some even come to the point of giving up on the idea of marriage altogether. The Single Ladies Bootcamp is run over a weekend and throughout the sessions, ladies are able to explore and learn the principles that govern relationships and biblical standards for relationships. The Single Ladies Bootcamp also teaches how to attract what you are looking for, as well as answering the questions, is there anything wrong with being single? Why do you really want to get married? Why are you not married yet? How do I find a husband? How do I deal with the frustration of waiting to be found? These are all valid questions that single women ask themselves and often break themselves down in trying to answer them. The Single Ladies Bootcamp will answer all those questions and more, giving women a change in perspective, direction and hope for the future. Pastor Chooks and Toi Nogoye are the lead pastors at Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg, where they place a strong emphasis on family and relationships. Their expertise on relationships has helped hundreds of singles and couples over the years build strong and lasting relationships and or fixing broken ones through their Singles Ignition Seminars, Single Ladies Bootcamp, Marriage Seminars, Workshops and Conferences. They are the founders of the Power of Woman Academy and the conveners of the annual Power of Woman Conference. Pastor Chooks is the author of the best-selling book, The Amazing Power of Woman. Pastor Chooks and Toyin have been married for over 20 years and it is their many years of experience in building their own marriage and in third-party marriage interventions that has equipped them with vital wisdom that they put together in these events. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081-421-0835.